Are you ready to listen to a podcast? This is com with your host, Andy Brown. Find, subscribe, and listen. Expert marketing advice to triple your clients today. Now you can start listening. Welcome to episode 54 of com podcast. My name's Andy Brown, and as ever, it's a sheer pleasure to have you on board. Thank you very much for tuning in. Whether you're walking to work or skipping home, maybe off to the gym, maybe it's time to be relaxing in a long, hot bath and you're tuning into different podcast shows, whatever you're doing, thank you very much for tuning in. It's my opportunity once a week to give you some business advice, heads up on what's been happening and some maybe some takeaways that you can use in your own business, particularly on the marketing front. That's where I believe I have some expertise and hopefully I can help you out. Now, talking about expertise, I wasn't in a, a very good expert last week because I have to apologize in so much. I was talking about Roy McElroy and he had a competition on his Facebook page where you had to share the post, enter in and win one of, well, there were five sets of both headphones to, and uh, all you had to do was share the post. That's all you had to do. But that was against the guidelines. Kate from Pet Sitters Ireland dot com told me off no, i didn't tell me off she she said andy that's uh that's wrong <laughs> the, the, the guidelines are that you can't do that you can have a post where you say go to this page and uh, enter but you can't just enter the competition by sharing the post and i was just checking roy's page a few hours ago and it was at five hundred thirty-seven thousand shares obviously very successful hit for him and his sponsor but uh, not something we can really replicate because it's against the guidelines. And I mean, Kate was saying, and you know, I've seen it, there are other big companies that kind of, I don't know, they just ignore the rules. And, and in a way, you could probably do it and not get caught. But until you do get caught, if you know what I mean, then you will have probably, I don't know if you lose your account, but maybe some bad things will happen. And so I'm just saying, don't do that. And there are other ways of running competitions. Uh, one one other way I'm going to mention later later on in this uh, this show, but yeah, a little bit of a uh, non expert advice given last last week. Also, must apologise quickly that I haven't had time to check out the Headspace app that I mentioned last week. I said I would, but I didn't get time. I have been using Calm, and I wanted to see what Headspace was like. Some people have come back and said, Andy, it sounds really good. I've actually downloaded it, and it's great. And that sort of ties in with the other good reaction and great feedback I've had on it. So I know when I do try it, it's going to be good, but I can't talk about my personal experience at the moment. Going back to Rory, it's Masters Week. If you're a golfer, that won't mean anything to you. If you are a golfer into your sport, you know it's like the beginning of the golf season. It's the first of four majors. And when you're a golfer at the end of your career, they measure your success on how many of these majors you won. If you win one, that's brilliant in itself. And Rory, if he wins the Masters, that will be four uh, majors, one one of each. That's pretty pretty impressive stuff if he does it. Uh, I'm reminded of these majors just by walking around the, the old course here in St. Andrews because I just started to put the stands up. If you want to check out my Twitter feed and my Instagram feed, then you'll see some photos. There. It's always exciting. It's almost like the, the circus is coming to town. So, uh, yes. And it did remind me, actually, a few years ago, if you wanted to go to the Open Championship, you had to hand your phone in. <laughs> Strange, really, when you look back at it. There was a period where you had to hand your phone in. It would be put in a plastic bag and you would retrieve it at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, they just didn't want you taking photos or using it on the golf course. Now they have these social media areas, so they don't really, they don't want you using it. 
near a golfer when they're taking a, a drive or a putt or you know when they're playing but you can go to these special areas which are away from the golf holes still on the on the golf course and uh yeah times have changed they've had to react to the uh the revolution that is social media and the way in which we use our smartphones very interesting that uh they've taken this stance on it's a bit of a difficult one isn't it and it, it, it's sort of this disruption that kind of takes place in industries and events such like, I mean, it, it reminds me of the conversation we had last week when we talked about Meerkat and Periscope, these two apps for live, live streaming. And I'm looking at them and thinking, you know, how's that going to change industries? And Kate, Katie Perry was saying last week, you've got to embrace it. But I was equally saying that I wonder if her music companies and record companies are having the same uh, enthusiasm for this uh, app that means that someone can stand in the front row of a concert and record a whole live concert. Time will tell. Just But you're just using the apps in the last few days. I've downloaded some of the updates, and usually the updates are just for tiny things, but I'm really looking for a big feature, which is basically better search options because it's a little bit limited at the moment in terms of finding quality content. It was only by luck the other day that I... I tuned in to John Lee Dumas of podcasting fame talking at a keynote on a, 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 type, a conference where his, his little bit was called How Podcasting Can Ignite Your Beers. And I'm sure people in the audience have paid you know, a fair whack and there was someone uh, po- uh, live streaming in it at it. I didn't watch all of it because it's the middle of the day I'm, I'm, I'm working, but it was quite uh, interesting the fact that there I am. You know, I almost felt like I was in the first row of this big uh, high-powered marketing conference so yes interesting how live streaming and video is uh, taking over the world and how are you going to use it in your own marketing one new opportunity you have is with facebook video the fact that you can now embed it uh, i know you're used to doing that with youtube videos but you can now do that with facebook if they're public videos desktop you've got to have a, a consideration because if the viewer um, the viewer needs Shockwave Flash plugin for it to play, so you might you know, that might put you off. It, you know, it d- depends whether you're going to share it in all cases. And but on on mobile, it's okay. On mobile, it will switch to HTML5, and you'll be okay. But yes, you know, we talked in the past about Facebook trying to challenge YouTube for the status of the the, the biggest video hosting company in the world. And, uh, you know, they're not, they're not sitting back and we're seeing different things happen every every week that do impact us as a, as a business owner. Gary Vaynerchuk, he spoke about uh, the different platforms and how we can uh, consider them in terms of video production for our businesses. He, he spoke about it on Medium. He, he created a great uh, post on it. I will put that in the show notes as ever, tripleyourclients.com forward slash 54. Uh, just briefly, he spoke about Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, uh, the different lengths of time. For instance, Twitter, you get 30 seconds, Instagram, 15 seconds. Age groups, Snapchat, you get 13 to 23-year-olds. But then on um, uh, Instagram, it's between, say, 12 and 40-year-olds, greater range of people you can target um, and talking to targeting Facebook, kind of the big daddy there, in so much that you can be very specific in the type of people you can target, and hence your video can be very targeted. Uh, one observation, really, with Instagram is although it's this major player, it's almost not overtaking Facebook, but you know, we are seeing the, the new users gravitate towards Instagram and all the talk and all the, the hype is about Instagram. But video is is not kind of native because native. The experience is the photos and the commenting and the liking. Less interaction we're seeing with the data 
with video, but still important. And I'm sure Instagram want uh, people to be uh, viewing videos as much as they are photos. But it's interesting how all these different platforms, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you need to consider um, the the t- people you're targeting and the length of video you have to play with and how you're going to build it into your own marketing. Uh, yeah, so lots to think about as a video, uh, as a business owner. And talking about things to think about, uh, we always have a lot of data uh, accessible through our Google Analytics, but often we don't sort of dig deep into it. And one thing I've been doing this week is trying to find out how many new visitors I'm getting through the show note pages for my my podcast. And I just wanted to share uh, some settings that might help you out yourself because within Google Analytics, you can set up what's called a goal. And my goal in this situation was just to find out how many people came to my main podcast page, but also all the different pages that I have one per per show. And uh, there is a thing within the uh, the goal setup settings where you can define a rule and the rule can start with, or it can it can say, right, this rule is that uh, the goal will be any website URL that starts with com forward slash podcast forward slash. And so that incorporates all the different URLs uh, for all the different shows. So I can set up a one goal. And also there's something called group settings where similarly I can use uh, – group people using a, a rule definition definition and again i can say look all the urls that start with triple your clients forward slash podcast so worth considering because if you're starting to get some traffic from the different content you're building up in your business and you want to see how successful that is and i segment some of the traffic you're having and, and like i say just look at the growth over the last weeks months even even years then you need to sort of dig a little bit deeper. And one fa- one place to go to begin with is looking at group settings under under content and also goal setup. If you've got any questions, just get in touch. But uh, it's it's fairly simple. It's fairly simple the way you can set set these things up. I just think we often say we haven't got time to do, but you, you only have to set up once, and then you can just. And I, what I do, I set up once, make a little note in my calendar say two or three weeks ahead and just tell myself, go back and look at the data because you're never going to get any meaningful data just from one or two days. You need to go back a few weeks later just to start seeing the trends. And then, I mean, Google Analytics in that respect is is fascinating. You might go off and set something else up, set up another goal and and you you can learn from it. I mean, mean, if you're a bit of a nerd like me, then you find this stuff interesting. But that's, you know, just setting up goals is, is kind of fundamental. So it's not even at a sort of nerdy level. It's a it's a it's a it's a level where every business owner needs to acknowledge that they need some more uh they need to just do that. They need to recognise that Google Analytics is a key part of working out whether their website is working working for them. And we're lucky, well in a way, to have this tool for free. You know, I mean, Google's obviously not really giving it away for free because they get so much data from us and it's aiding all their other business projects. But uh, essentially, yes, you know, we're not having to pay for it, so, so we should take use, make use of it. If you've got AdWords, you should definitely tie it in. You can integrate analytics with uh, AdWords, and you go one step further. You can actually integrate uh, with uh, Webmaster Tools. So if you use those three services, AdWords, Analytics, and Webmaster Tools, you're in a pretty powerful situation many business owners don't actually tie them all together if you do you are like i say in a very powerful situation to review your data so let's let's move on one thing that i have planned to do in the future maybe in a few months time 
is to really get involved in online trainings, uh, particularly for AdWords, for people that uh, don't want, uh, for instance, a consultant like myself to do the work for them, but they want to take on board AdWords, and, and so they'd need some training. And so I'm looking at this whole space, and I'm only mentioning it really because I'm just saying as a business owner, maybe in in your own uh, products and services you offer, maybe online training is something that you might want to consider. Uh, Chris Brogan said last year that $53 million was spent on online training and it's set to double this year. So to me, that's an amazing stat and just shows that there's nothing holding this back. It's incredible. And there's platforms like Udemy.com, so that's U-D-E-M-Y.com, that make it really easy so that you create the content and they provide the, the platform for you to sell your course. So yes, it's an exciting time. If you do have something that you want to educate people with and you want to create a course and you can tie it in with your business, then go for it. One example is my good friend Colin Gray. He's got a course coming out called Podcasting Liberation, Beat the Fear and Set Your First Episode Free. Now he's working on that course. It's going to be a fantastic product. And he recognizes that his audience will want to buy this product. And he had to set, sit down and create a course. And you might have had reservations, not him specifically, but people in the past, whether people are going to buy into courses, whether they want to access training, uh, take it on board, maybe do the homework in their own time uh, at their own leisure, where they're going to pay premium uh, prices for training that essentially you can get the information online, but who wants to spend hours and days trying to find this information and piece it all together? You really need to be uh, listening to a tutor, an educator that you trust. And that's what essentially you become in your own business. If you create a course, you become someone that's, you know, that they they trust you become the teacher of whatever you specialize in. So I look forward to uh, Colin's course to co- uh, come out. And like I say, with my own course, I'll be uh, talking to Colin, Colin and uh, seeing what he says worked and maybe didn't work and I can share with you. Because essentially, like I say, if you've got an audience and there's a way and you've got a website and you're thinking, you know what, I sell, I don't know, power tools or I sell gardening tools, whatever it is. And I, I reckon I know a little bit about this subject, you know, DIY or gardening. If, you, if you've got the personality or the confidence to get a camera out and create a course about how to use these tools and, like I say, decorating your house or doing a little bit of DIY, there should be nothing to hold you back because we are now in a situation where if you can create the content and you can get it recorded – there are the platforms out there that make it very easy to reach out to people. You don't have to go and find the audience. There are platforms like Udemy.com where people go to looking for specialized courses on the subjects that you are probably creating. So for me, that's a very exciting time that we have ahead of us. Earlier in the show, I talked about Rory and his uh, kind of illegal (laughs) competition on Facebook. Now, to give you some ideas of how to properly do a competition, uh, I mentioned these companies in the past, stackforms.com and KingZuma, but one that I came across uh, just in the last few days was from Jamie, the founder of MarvelBoyClothing.com. Uh, he mentioned uh, Gleam.io, which is G-L-E-A-M.io. And there's another, another one of these um, websites, businesses that offer a way for you to run competitions, capture email addresses, redeem rewards, basically have like random winner draws, all these tools are now there, out there for you to use. And yes, check it out, gleam.io. It'll be in the show notes at com forward slash 54. 
but you you're never too uh, too old to learn, are you? There's always these different uh, sites and businesses you never heard of, and there's there's someone that uh, you kind of know in networking circles, and they're away using a tool that could be very beneficial for you. And if you're not talking to them, you never find out. And that's the point of this, this show, really, is to share as much as I I come across that I think is useful for your own business. Uh, like I say, that there's so much opportunity out there. We're talking about opportunity. Sometimes there's too much. So we're going to go to the other extreme now where opportunity can sometimes get in the way of getting the work done. And what I'm trying to get to here is that one of the best books I read last year on business was something called Essentialism. And it's a great book by someone called Greg McEwen. He's a a Brit. And the, the reason why I was reminded of this book was this week I came across an interview between Michael Hyatt and uh, Greg McEwen. And the book, like I say, is called Essentialism, The Discipline of Pursuit of Less, The Discipline of Pursuit of Less. And I just think it offers a great perspective on the trap we all fall into. Namely, we live in a culture that drives us to do, produce and consume more. And that sort of ties back to me saying that there's so many opportunities, which if you're entrepreneurial, you just want to do more, don't you? You want to take on board those opportunities. You don't want anything to to um you don't want to miss the boat in it in any way you don't want to build your business but you're always looking out for other opportunities which sadly is usually not very beneficial to actually getting the job done and this is what greg talks about and that's i'm fascinated by this book and i need to read it again but the interview with him was was great and i will put it in the show notes and you know he talks about why we underestimate the time and resources it will take to follow through on our commitments and you know, if we're not getting down to nitty gritty and really disciplined on what we're trying to get to, it's very easy to see time sucked away from us. I mean, we've all been there, haven't we, where we've said yes to a friend's request or even a colleague's request, even someone like a stranger, you know, they're putting a request for your time and resources. And it might just be like I've done it, you know, an update on a website. But when it comes down to it, by the time you logged in and you had a few emails backwards and forwards to agree what you're going to do, and maybe there's a slight change, it's always, it always takes longer, doesn't it? It always takes longer than you, you thought. And these opportunities, in a way, can become traps. You know, you might have seen it as an opportunity. You think you'll help out a friend and you might get some work from it. But this opportunity generally has turned into a trap because it's it's sucked out more time. It's, it's taken you away from your main purpose. And... You know, it's it's unfortunate. And I'm just trying to get to this point that if you can read this book, Essentialism, I think you'll get something from it. It's certainly changed the way that I've done done business. I really have set out some commitments, long-term commitments, and I'm meeting them because of this book. And like I say, I need to read it again. And this interview with Greg was, was fantastic. I like his style. I like his sense of humor and direct to the point and his story. And I also like Michael Hyatt in so much. He's he's the person that uh, got me into the goal setting at the beginning years. His five day course that I originally came across from Chris Mar at the Content Marketing Academy, and everything sort of dovetailed together. You know, one one person recommending something else, and building up building on that, and then finding out what what I really want to do, and uh, finding the confirmation to do that from a book like Essentialism. Is kind of would geed me up for the year really and has motivated me and hopefully I can get you in the same position because I've seen success from it so just wanted to share that with you so this show has in the recent times this being the 13th show in a row where I kind of varied the format 
And sometimes I wonder whether it's working or not working. Uh, I try and get some value out. And it was quite nice the other day to get a, a quote from Rob at digitalmarketingtoolbox.com. And he said, one of the best UK podcasts, um, UK marketing podcasts, I found always something to go away and research or discover more about in each episode. So that was quite, that's quite nice to receive. Thank you very much, but, uh, Rob. And I went to check out his website. I didn't know Rob before the, the uh, email came in at digitalmarketingtoolkit.com. And there's some really good uh, blog posts on there. And I, I want to give him a shout out, particularly one on AdWords conversion tracking. And uh, I haven't spoken to Rob since that, since the quote came in, but it was reassuring. And, and I, I guess the point here, the business point here is, although I didn't specifically ask for this comment from Rob, although I do obviously ask for um, reviews on iTunes, if you can't get the feedback from your prospects now and your potential customers now, then there'll never be a time <laughs> when it will be better than it is now. There's no excuse as a business owner not to know what you're doing, where you're heading, to find out whether you're on the right channels, to have any doubt because of all the tools we have, the way in which we can target a message, we can email out to our prospects, well, we can always pick up the phone, can't we? And we can do direct message and emails. You should never be sitting there in a meeting, a marketing meeting or just a normal general meeting going, I wonder what our prospect's thinking. It just shouldn't happen. You know, that's just lazy. Sorry to be so brutal, but it is. You know, you can always ask. I was listening to a conversation with the founder of Pebble, the Pebble Watches, which I'm going to talk about in next week's show, but just a little story there with the founder quite often on a daily daily sort of schedule will walk down the street and if you see someone wearing a pebble watch he will ask them and ask them what features they like and whether they're going to buy the new one and just you know just get really um frank with them and say look tell me everything you think about the product the good and the bad uh reaching out and maybe you think that once the founder gets successful then they they leave it to someone else but no it was quite reassuring and it was a good little story to hear that no, you know, it's his business and he wants to hear from the prospect and the customer all the time. Without them, you haven't got a business. I know it's pretty uh, obvious, but you need to be speaking to them and we now have the tools to do that. Um, and I found that really exciting that uh, there's no doubt in anyone's mind what the prospect's thinking. You just need to reach out and ask. So finally, I just want to mention a show, a new TV show about marketing and business by someone called Stuart Morrison. I just watched the first episode. It's called Mr. Metric TV. And it's, it's really funny. I, I like Stu's, uh, I don't know whether I should be calling him Stu or Morrison, but Stuart or Stuart. Uh, I guess Stuart is uh, the name he's used on his, his website. But uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's about 20 minutes long and it covers lots of different subjects. A bit like this show in respect that uh, we try, he tries to take on board different uh, tips and advice to do with marketing and business. Uh, he puts it that it's good stuff for business owners to implement, use and make their own. And he reminded me of a, a tip that I have given out in the past where I don't believe that you should put your social media icons in the top right corner in your header. Designers like to do that because it looks sort of flashy and sexy and you, they just want to put those t those nice little Facebook and Twitter icons there. But it's a no-no. And the way that Stuart describes it he says it's like someone coming into your shop and then you looking at your customer or your prospect and saying look i reckon you should go down to the pub where we've got one of our sales team members there and he's going to take a selfie <laughs> and it sounds stupid doesn't it why would you send them out the shop down the pub 
to look at someone who's taking a selfie. But that is essentially what you're doing when you've got those icons at the top, in the top right corner on your header. Have them on your website. I'm not saying don't have them on your website. Have them on your website, but have them in the footer or down the page, but do not have them right at the very top. So they're a distraction. And essentially, if someone comes to your website, and maybe you, you know, you paid for the visit, maybe you're using AdWords, the last thing you want is for them to just go off and leave you. You need to, you need to get some value from their visit. You know, they need to read your content, sign up for something, you know, place a phone call, make an order. Don't send them off to your social media, please, please, please. You know, have the icons there at the bottom, but don't have them at the top of the page. Just think of you sitting there behind the counter of your shop and sending them off to the pub where someone's going to take a selfie. I think you might get the message. Well, so that was the first uh, first show from Stuart, and I look forward to many more. I'll leave the link to this show in the, uh, the show notes at com forward slash 54. So that's 24 minutes and 34 seconds, and I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> and I've spoken about the length of shows before where uh, I don't really want to get over 30 minutes, and there's some scientific study where if you go over 22 minutes or something like that, then everyone's going to fall asleep. And it's, like I say, they did some studies. And actually, it made me think the other day, that's probably why the TED lectures uh, can go on to, for a maximum of, I think it's 17 minutes or 18 minutes. There's probably some sense in that that you don't want people nodding off and the attention spans kind of waver after a set amount of time. So yes, yes, we're now on 25 minutes and 8 seconds, 9 seconds, 10 seconds. So thank you very much. That was show 54. I'll see you in seven days and have a great time. Speak to you later. Cheerio. Have you ever wished you had more visitors to your business website? where you switch a button and instantly benefit from a steady, consistent stream of new potential clients and customers. One such proven way to do this is by using Google AdWords. Unfortunately, many businesses fail to take advantage of this opportunity, make huge mistakes, and waste their marketing budget. This is why I recommend you head over to tripleyourclients.com and grab Andy's free 44-page report on the 17 ways to maximize your Google AdWords ROI today. Simply enter your name and email on the homepage to have full access to Andy's special report within seconds.